My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. This is my second act. Podcast is named that as well. My name is Donna M. Caddy's wife. Are you a purist when it comes to fireworks? Like, do you believe that fireworks should only be fired off on the 4th of July? Yes. Okay. And I'm not a fan of them even then. Okay, why? This is loud, distracting. Dogs go crazy. When you have small kids, they go crazy. No one can go to sleep. No one respects a, uh, an unwritten curfew. You know, let's be done by 11 p.m. Mm. But there are people that will also shoot off fireworks any day of the year, but around the 4th of July, it becomes like the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Well, and I think fireworks have become like the ending for everything. Remember when you used to light the, you you used to do the tree lighting at yes. Macy's mm-hmm. at Lennox. Lennox every year. And at the end, they would do the fireworks. Right. Well, now where I'm working right now, um, they, they've done fireworks for 12 days in a row. And I just want to tell you how different the world is. The first day that they set the fireworks off, one, the, the um, high schooler, the kiddo that works with me was like, Miss Donna, get down, gunfire, and ran and closed the door. Let me say this. You do not work at Linux. Because no, I do not. at Linux, right <laughs> possibility. now, yes, it's definitely possible. It's a possibility, yeah. But it was, I was like, no, no, no. Th- those are fireworks. They're doing fireworks 12 days in a row. But he was dead serious. It just shows you how the world has changed that much. Like in the past, you would have thought they're fireworks. But I think like fireworks are all the time now. Like it's the ending for everything. What do you think? Like weddings, Christmas, Santa Claus, everything. And the joke is about Disney. Oh, Disney? Disney yes. shoots them off during the day. Just, who, who shoots all fireworks during the day? Disney. Disney. And only Disney. Yeah. Okay, I just wonder if you were a purist or not. When it comes to fireworks, no. Yes, you are. Yes, you I think am. they only should be shot off. I, if, again, if even then. Okay. Reach out. Let's communicate to between episodes. We have a dedicated voicemail text line for this podcast. Come straight to my phone, 770-464-6024. And we go back and forth all the time, any time of the day, any day of the week. So great way to communicate as well as social media. We have a small ask of you as we begin this episode. If you would hit the subscribe button so you do not miss anything coming up, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode. We're going to start to plant some stuff at the end of each episode that you're not even going to expect. Like what? I don't even know. You, yeah. Well, I have a whole list of things done. Oh, okay. And show our sponsors some love. Very important. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, dinneraffair.com, and the Hertz My Car program. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast, stay, stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon. <laughs> Steps from world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. How long have they been there? About a year. It's really? part of the IHG, I International Hotel Group. No, not them, hmm? the guests. Uh, they've, uh, they've been quarantining. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the Even Hotel. That's what's, okay. uh, that's what's taking so long. All right. Coming up on this episode of My Second Act. For nearly 100 years, time has named the person of the year. In 2020, the time person of the year is... Actually, it's persons mm. of the year this year with Time Magazine. We're going to break that. Uh, going to talk about that. Also, Cameo. We've talked about Cameo on the podcast before. It's where you can... Uh, reach out to a celebrity and they record a personal video or uh, birthday message, whatever the case something. may be. Yeah. There is an actor on one of the most popular sitcoms in American TV history who is Cameo's top earner this year, and he made $1 million. Okay. I recording have... messages oh, yeah. for complete strangers. Okay. Brienne, 
<laughs> Surprise! I know, I can't believe it's me either. Listen, your BF, your boyfriend, Colin, reached out to me and wanted me to send you this very special message. His name is Brian Bumgartner. I know who but this you is know him as uh, someone else on the I know who this is. Okay. Now I figured it out. Um, can you not get on this cameo train? I mean, like, if this guy made a million dollars, could you not do some birthday wishes for like seven fifty a piece or something? Yeah, sign me up. I mean, I think that would be a good way, don't you? Sure. Okay. Multiple streams of revenue. That's yeah, the, uh, that's the way we live now. Absolutely. All right, your hype song on the way here to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network. We're 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta in Alpharetta, Georgia. My song was from Dua Lipa. You know who that is? Dua Lipa? I know the name. Would you know that's a boy or a girl? I would think it's a girl, but I actually believe it's a boy. It's a girl. Okay. Um, and so the song is called <laughs> the song is called Levitating. It's new. It is so good. And it features, you ready for this? Da Baby. He did Rockstar from TikTok, if you remember the Rockstar song, okay. everybody's doing it at TikTok. And it's not the baby or the baby. It's duh, D-A, and not D-U-H. Like, duh, baby. Duh, baby. It's like, duh, baby. Are you following along with all this? I, sort of. Okay. So you got Dua Lipa and Da Baby, and the song is called Levitating, and it's from her album called Future Nostalgia. And if you heard it, it's just so good. It's like a, it almost needs to be out in the summertime because it's just like a little jam type song. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. All right, what'd you have? Can I add the new Air Church song? All right, sure. There are more Air Church cuts on the Spotify Hypes on playlist than any other artist. I counted the other day. Yeah. I think there's like 13 hours of music now. Eric dropped a brand new song called Doing Life With Me. The hook sounds fantastic. I've not heard the entire song, and allow me to explain why. Because I do not have premium Spotify. Oh, boy. Donna has the username and password, as does Carl. Neither will share it with me. So I can't uh, I can't listen without like a McRib ad came on the other day when I was trying to find this air church. Honestly, I don't remember. And it was in Spanish. I don't remember. It was a McRib ad in Spanish. I don't remember the password. So if I did, I would share it with you. It's not like we're being mean spirited and not giving it to you. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I get three skips. A day? A day or something. Yeah, that's it. Oh, who you skip over? Mm, all three of them are actually songs I put on yeah. the Caddy and oh, yeah. Donna okay, yes. song playlist. Yes. Uh-huh. Tutti Fruity. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Freeway of Love, Maritha. That's long. And something else. Okay. What are you? Okay, so you've already said what you're adding. All right, so those two are going to be added to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Simple search, Caddy and Donna Hype Songs, and bam, it's there. I found this classic. As, as we enter the holidays and everybody's all about uh, – Smiles and clowns and balloons. See if you remember this. You ready? What are your plans for the rest of the year? Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Remember that one? I love her. I love her. Just getting fat and sassy. Aren't we all though? And you kind of have an excuse more so than ever this year with, with yeah. the quarantine and the pandemic. and That's like every day. Right. In COVID. Right, right, right. All right. Taylor Swift has dropped a new album five months after her last surprise album. Unbelievable. Name of the project is Evermore. And I noticed that of the 15 songs that are on this new project from Taylor, that six of them got explicit stamps. Mm. Taylor, I don't believe is, she doesn't get a whole lot of explicit stamps. Well, and it's a, so, it, so it's a sister record to the previous one, Folklore. And um, I knew something was up 
I was talking about this with Charlotte because she, so she doesn't post a lot on social media. And she had posted something over the holidays, like just hanging out in my basement, just, you know. And Charlotte said that she had left an Easter egg. Explain what an Easter egg is. Like Easter egg is something that you would see or sometimes even hear that is a, a, clue. Pr- pr- a clue of something to come. Yes. So there was something in, I guess, in the picture in the tree behind her that was kind of an Easter egg about the album dropping. But yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Again, imagine these artists who, and again, she writes all these songs. She does write with a group of writers now. But I mean, just, she said she had so much material that they didn't want to stop. They just kept going. And as usual, in perfect Taylor fashion, there are some songs that people are already saying, that one's about this person, that one's about this one. So the song on this album called Dorothea is supposedly about Selena, Selena, Dorothea, Selena, Selena Gomez. I call her Selena. In a good way or a bad way? I think it's just, yeah, it's good. But it's about just struggles and stuff she's gone through. And you know, that's a, we've said this about Taylor. You have to be very careful being Taylor Swift's friend. Like you can be Luke Bryan's friend all day and he's not going to write about you. Because he doesn't write most of his songs. You know what I mean? But if you are Taylor's friend or if you're in her inner circle, you're going to get written about. And you're not even going to know it. You're just going to turn. Like Abigail. We've talked about Abigail, Abigail before. Who gave it all away. In 15. The song At 15, 15, yeah. And Abigail's riding down the road with her mom and dad going to Western Sizzling for dinner. And that song comes on the radio and her parents are like, Abigail. Is there something we need to talk about? Did you give it away? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, mom and dad. But the thing but about. Taylor Swift just sang <laughs> Abigail. And they were best buds. And they're still friends. Right. And the thing about Abigail, she didn't change her name. Like now she's smart enough to like, she, you know, she's sneaky about how she uses names and stuff. Right. Because she has Blake, supposedly she gave out the name of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' children on the last album. They weren't releasing the names of their kids. And she put it out there. But when she first started, you know, she was young. So with Abigail, she used her name. (laughs) There's no denying. And that's a pretty personal thing, too, to to sing about Abigail giving it away. Well. Giving away her purity. We don't know that. It could have been her collection of those little Tamaguchi things that talked and stuff gremlins or something you know what i mean we don't know that okay yeah we can't say that with complete clarity there are already rumors that still has a third album ready to go that that she's been so creative during this pandemic that she had time to write 45 freaking songs because I think she should hold that one don't 15 you? on folklore there's 15 on evermore evermore um but you know her fa- taylor swift fans are always looking for the easter eggs and, and Taylor plants them for her fans. And and so today I'm reading uh, already that her fans have put it together, that there's a third album coming because they even know that they're even predicting the name of it. I don't recall what it was but because they're seeing this word written, carved in a tree in the artwork for the new project Evermore. Evermore. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah, and this one, like, so folklore was like kind of um, – countryside Elizabethan type themes and that kind of thing and this one supposedly has more of like a water theme and a I mean I just don't know I mean it's it's got to be difficult to I mean I just can't imagine number one being that creative being able to write that much music but then on top of it to be able to put kind of a thread or a theme through everything you're writing I mean she's again very intelligent whether you like her music or not you know, got to give her credit. Yep. He is a two time inductee in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the Birds and also Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. 
And this week he raised his hand and said, you know what? I'm ready to sell my song catalog. We've had many discussions about this very recent episodes of this podcast. This is the thing to do right now. However, David Crosby says why he wants to sell it. And that's been a big question that yes. we've had is why? why would an, why would Bob Dylan, why would Stevie Nicks, why would uh, why uh, would you want to to sell your catalog? And David Crosby says, um, I can't work and need the money and streaming stole my record money. Oh, that's interesting. So a little insight into yeah. the thinking of at least David Crosby. He he needs money. You know, and I will tell you, the streaming situation could be part of why artists are doing it. Because they are losing a lot of money with streaming services. Especially older artists with, you know, a, a larger catalog. So that's interesting. He's just putting it out there. I like the honesty, though. He also is the father of Melissa Etheridge's twins one of them has has since passed away unfortunately her Suicide, son right? yes but he she had a she has a daughter and she had a son and david crosby provided the the stu stuff the stuff to to yeah i always thought that was so interesting because he was not a young man at the time nor very handsome no well <laughs> no <laughs> kind of woolly booger you know but incredibly creative and talented, and I think they were friends at the time, and she wanted someone who was also, you know, listen, creative and talented and in the business, and very interesting, you know? Carl Lentz mm. is the pastor that was booted from Hillsong Church last month. He was there for about 10 years, and he was booted shortly after he confirmed and, and, and said that, that he had been unfaithful to his wife, Laura, who is the mother of his three kids. Do you want to talk about the rental in California first, or do you want to talk about him seeking treatment first? Uh, either or. You know, I went to bat for him. I'm a big Carl Lentz fan. So I did go to bat for him in saying that, you know, he's come clean. I think, and I will say this, I think there is a lot more from this story to come out, unfortunately. Because now Brian Houston, who is head of the Hillsong Church in Australia, is doing a complete audit over everything that was happening at Hillsong, New York. And now a lot of the people from Hillsong, New York, which is the mega church that was in New York City, they held services at the Bowery Ballroom, which if you know anything about the Bowery, is a legendary music venue where like the Stones have played and all these you know different people. But that's where they held church. But they're doing a complete audit on it. And a lot of the staffers are now saying they weren't necessarily saying bad behavior from Carl, from Pastor Carl, but they were saying that the church completely catered to celebrities and their lifestyles and that what started to happen was in the beginning the church was about everybody you know the common man woman in the streets of new york and people who really needed grace and hope and all of this stuff and that somewhere along the way everything switched to cater to celebrities so i think it's going to be interesting what comes out he is seeking treatment at an outpatient facility that specializes in depression anxiety and pastoral burnout. Is there such a thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pastoral burnout. Yes. Absolutely. I think there are certain professions where there's probably more burnout than others. I think, the again, the implication that these are human beings, just because it's your pastor or it's someone. Now, where it gets a little tricky for me, I want to be really clear about this, is when funds are misappropriated. 
you know, if there's money that is being misappropriated, that people are giving and it's being used fraudulently or for something else, that's a massive problem. But I do believe that pastors are just like everybody else. It is a profession. It's a higher calling. And I get all that. But most pastors go to school, you know, to Bible colleges to, to become pastors. And I think then when you put the when you put the pressure of being in front of like a mega church and also the limelight and celebrity that comes with being a pastor of a church that's a high profile church in New York City or somewhere like that. And you've got all these people telling you their problems and you're always supposed to be above it all and rise above it and be this perfect human being who never sins because, you know, if you're that close to God. You don't make bad decisions. Well, yeah, you do. You know, and you're, you know, you're supposed to always be above board and you're, you're never supposed to make any mistakes. I think there's an enormous amount of pressure with that. I think that if you spoke to um, the other group that I think if you spoke to would tell you that there's a lot of pressure is um, children of pastors and especially mega church pastors that it's very hard. Number one, if those kids don't want to go into that field, but say they, you know, Say they wanted to go be an explicit comedian or someone who, you know what I mean, who, who did something outside of those lines. Can you truly live an authentic life if the only thing you're supposed to be is this pastor's child and you have to walk this certain path? I think there's a lot of pressure. I can't imagine. Can you imagine being like the pastor's child? I had, growing up in high school, some uh, two very good friends whose, whose father was pastor of the Big Baptist Church where I grew up. And they were wild. Yeah. I mean, wild. Well, a lot of times they are. Erica and Matt. Okay, let's don't call them by name. Taylor Swift. Gosh, make up names. Jim and Edna. So in addition to uh, uh, ex-Hillsong Pastor Carl Lentz seeking treatment for depression and burnout, Tyler Perry has put up $100,000 so that Carl and his family can live in a luxury Los Angeles mansion while all of this blows over. So clearly his wife, Laura, is still with him. Yes. To to some degree. To some degree. We don't know. But also she is, I heard the other day that Hillsong is negotiating a severance package for For her. her. Because she really, she didn't do anything wrong. But they, you know, I think they're trying to negotiate something with her. She's no longer employed with the church. How do you think, do you think that Tyler just had met up with Carl? Like, how do you think he got involved? Now I will say this. I know that Oprah, okay, talk about crazy. Oprah, who's very good friends with Tyler, obviously Perry is also good friends with Carl Lentz and has had him on her soul Sundays um, before to talk about the reality of religion. That's where I first came upon him. I was watching the Super Soul Sunday and he just draws you in. And the whole conversation was about flipping the idea of what religion is, that you have to be good enough and that you should practice and you should read your Bible before you show up at church. And what he was saying is come to the church full of sin, full of problems, full of issues, because those are the people we want. And in reality, those are the people that Jesus hung out with. Now, I'm just I'm not quoting here. I'm not like you know, <laughs> preaching. I'm just saying it, the conversation drew me in because it was a very gritty, almost upside down look at what you think religion is versus what it, it could be. Now, I, I think, don't know where things went wonky here with him. With who? 
with Carl. Well, it went wonky in the dog park. There, yes, there, there there have been multiple girlfriends. Do we know that for sure? I, 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 yes. Okay. But his most recent one, he met at the dog park during the pandemic. Mm. And they started shooting tequila. They went back to her apartment, started shooting tequila. Next thing you know, the clothes are off. And I mean, damn, Pastor Carl. <laughs> I think he's been leaning on Tyler Perry for Guidance. support during all of this. But mm. it's a $4 million home, uh, Manhattan Beach area. 5,000 square foot, five bedroom home. And um, so uh, Tyler Perry stroked a check for $100,000 for his rent. But I mean, I will say about Tyler, he helps the common person, common man, as much as he, he does. does. And we know that from living in yeah. Atlanta where Tyler Perry does. Yeah. If there's a story, he, he watched, he, I think he's obsessed with Javita Moore. I think he is too. Javita Moore is the lead anchor on, on Channel 2, which is our ABC affiliate here in Atlanta. Um, and she gets kind of, George Estevez, who's with her on the news on Channel 2, and, and some of the other anchors, they kind of poke her a little bit about uh, about, about Tyler because mm. like, he'll be at home watching Channel 2 and hear a story about a disabled child's handicap van being stolen. And the next thing you hear the next day is Tyler Perry has replaced this handicap van for the disabled child. And that's How just one wonderful example. is that? He goes to Kroger. Pays off layaways. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's very giving. And he's well. And over Thanksgiving, he did the big. They gave out meals down at the um, Tyler Perry Studios, and there were cars on the interstate for miles. You know, and he said, because um, one of the and, and you're right because they did say on on our um, WSB affiliate on our channel they were saying like, don't judge the when we are showing footage, don't judge the cars that are in line to get the food. So somebody had gotten back to them to say that because one of the things he was saying is that. It's a whole new world order. You can drive a nice car right now and be starving to death. And so all he was trying to do is kind of reach out to his community. So he sent Javita a text or something. Something. I bet. Called her up. Mm-hmm. Javita. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, he probably talked like Medea. <laughs> you know? Well, I hope Carl gets the help he needs. I don't know. Wh- I don't know where the story's going. So I'm I'm sort of sitting on the fence here, hoping. I mean, you always root for someone to come out a better person, but I just hope like some really bad stuff doesn't come out that really makes me go. Hmm. We'll have to hold on that. Dinner affair gift cards are the perfect give for friends and family, and there are two easy options to choose from. If you're in a rush, you can select the e-gift card for an instant gift. And I was thinking about this earlier, Donna, that, you know, with uh, sometimes it's uncomfortable because like at work, if someone gets you a gift and you don't have one, yes. there was someone and we're not going to call his name. Yes. But he was a, 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 a sales manager when you worked at the radio station. Yes. We were both there at this particular time. And he would have like a box of chocolate covered cherries in mm-hmm. his trunk so that if you gave him a gift. <laughs> He would say, I got yours. Let me run out to the car and get it. Yeah. No, he was ready. And so Matt Scarano would then oh go, my to, God. He would go to his car and pop Taylor. the trunk. Huh? Taylor Swift you are. Oh. Yeah, he was good at that. But it's smart. I got gift. Yeah, it was very smart. Because there's Man, nothing worse guy. than like getting kind of caught off guard. It's embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah. So if you run into that situation, um, this dinner fare can cover your hiney. Or I, the thing I was thinking about is with nobody really being at work right now. This is an easy way. Just email. I agree. Email a gift card. I think it's great for client gifts. I think it's great for your elderly in-laws. You know, in the past, you've probably sent these towers of cashews and chocolates and, you know, wine baskets and all this stuff. And you know what? The, the reality is 
the best thing that you could send to someone is some amazing food. It just is. And the great thing about dinner fare is you're not sending them your casserole like we talked about the other day. You're actually allowing them the the amazing privilege to go in and pick with their family the meals that they're going to order. Pick the date that they want them delivered. So this is such a great way. Instead of doing the same thing you do every year for client gifts, do this this year. Makes a difference. No contact delivery when you order in Atlanta. They do ship nationwide. So you can send gift cards to anybody that you know in the country because they do ship uh, they do ship nationwide. Two different ways, uh, two easy options to choose from. They can send one via email, like we've talked, and they can also send one in the mail. And, and Stephanie was explaining to me that she writes a, a personally handwritten message of your choice. You tell her what to write, but they can include a, a personal message to anyone that you send a dinner or a gift card to and put it with a gift card, drop it in the mail. Or uh, the e-gift card is a great option for an instant gift too. Dinner Affair, dinnerafare.com. They have served over 640,000 dinners this year. So they can't be doing something that's not good. And a lot of those dinners are from listeners of this podcast that, that have... Um, that have heard us talking about them and have, have taken us up on the, on the discount. And last thing I want to say about it is we had a listener from Florida who just reached out and ordered dinner affair. So if you are listening to this podcast and you have been listening and you're like, gosh, I wish I lived in Atlanta. You don't have to live in Atlanta to order dinner affair. Brian Bumgardner is this actor's name. He plays Kevin on the office and he will make $1 million this year on cameo. Cameo is a surface where there are thousands of celebrities that, that do cameo messages from country stars to wrestlers, uh, politicians. Here is a cameo message that Kevin from the office sent to someone recently that paid. Uh, he, he charges $195 per video. Okay, that's a lot of videos to get to a million. Yeah. Here's an example of what it sounds like when you get one from him. Brienne, <laughs> surprise, I know, I can't believe it's me either. Listen, your BF, your boyfriend, Colin, reached out to me and wanted me to send you this very special message. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. May your heart be gay, bright, may shoot. I should have looked up the words. Anyway, ho, 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 Brianne, Merry Christmas to you. I'm told you love Christmas, especially the music, which is why, I don't know, I, I guess I sang you a song. Um, I'm told you're a big fan of The Office, and Colin tells me he's pretty sure you've seen all the episodes multiple times. That's huge. Merry Christmas, Brianne. Colin wanted to wrap me up, stick a bow on me, and put me under the tree. I gave a hard no to that, but still wanted to wish you. A very Merry Christmas. So you send the celebrity just some background about the person that they're doing the cameo for. And it that, makes it that's very, a good cameo. Makes it very personal. It was it ran about a minute. I'm telling you, like he put some effort into that. Some of these cameos are like, you know, hey, happy birthday from whoever. Caitlyn Jenner is the most expensive cameo on the site. We've talked about this before. But I, I want to know if she put some oomph into her cameos I, too. I doubt, I doubt it. I doubt it. Many of them just take the money and run. But I love the fact that that, yes. that, that Brian Bumgarner, Kevin from the office there, actually takes He's a, song? a moment and sing you a song and do all that kind of Wonderful. stuff. Wonderful. Toy Store FAO Schwartz is on Airbnb. Hmm. The massive toy store in New York City. Been there. But didn't you love it? 
I loved it. Would you not love to spend a night yes. at FEO Swartz? Yes. They're giving away a one-night stay for a family on Airbnb. I would do it. See if you remember this movie. Nice. Chopsticks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> They're going to hold a lottery, an online lottery, where one family will get the opportunity to move into the store on December 21st. So iconic. Like anyone who goes to New York with kids, you just have to go by there. I remember we took all three of our kids. We've been in different um, situations where maybe we had two of them or one of them. But I remember one time we had all three. In New York City. And you go up this big, and they were little. You go up those big escalators and you can just see everything happening. And you know, they have an M&M, they have this Eminem world where they have all the Eminem stuff. And then I remember going upstairs with the two girls and they had like a runway for Barbies. Do you remember that? And like, it was like electronic and like the curtain would open and the Barbies would sort of walk out, but they were on a track, but it was amazing. And it was just like head spinning all the toys and the uh, crazy. I, I posted on the Cadillac Jack fan page on Facebook that if you could choose one place where you could spend one night as an Airbnb, where would it be? And Brooke Scott had a good one. Brooke Scott reached back out and she said, the house in the Kenny Chesney come over video and the boat. Now, if you recall the video, you know what, what Brooke's talking about. I had to go back and watch the video on YouTube and it was filmed in Fort Lauderdale and it's a beautiful home and there was they hired an actress to play Kenny's love interest. Um, the boat, though, is actually Kenny's in this video. It's an 86-foot gunmetal gray yacht, $3 million price tag. And it's absolutely gorgeous. We're going to include a link to the video in this Saturday's issue of the letter so that you can watch it. Text left on red. No spaces. Red is in the color. R-E-D. Text left on red to the number 22828, and it appears in your inbox. Like, where would you go? What, what's your thing? Where would uh, you go? For a one-night Airbnb? Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know where I would go, but I think it's interesting the different companies, and specifically ball teams, that during the pandemic, uh, you can rent out like a stadium yeah. on Airbnb and throw a baseball stadium and throw a party for all your friends. Like a spend-the-night party you can stay there? Yes. But, I mean, they've had to get smart. They've had to create, you hear it all the time on this podcast, additional streams of revenue to get through the pandemic. Everybody's were, having to adjust. Were you ever one of those people that wanted to stay in Cinderella's castle? No, I was not. At Disney World? No. no. Okay. No. And that you can do. You know, these. the idea for this was where you can't. Like, Kenny Chesney, doesn't have, he didn't own the home, the mansion in, in Fort Lauderdale. He does yeah. own the boat. But the idea was... A, a night in an Airbnb where you normally you couldn't you stay. could like F.E.O. Schwartz, a toy store yeah. in New York City. Yeah, that's cool. What about you? Where would you want to stay? I don't know. I mean, listen, if it's without the kids, I'm, like I said, I'll take a deer blind in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. But I mean, like maybe some I don't know some island. Like I've always wanted to go to Richard Branson's island, Necker Island, because I just feel like it's like Naked Island. Like things go on there, and it's just like you have no idea. Yeah. Would you want to go to Jeffrey Epstein's? No, I do not want to go there. Island. No. On Airbnb? No, I would not. Can you imagine they got them mixed up and they're like, oops, sorry, we landed on Epstein's on. I'd be like, oh dear. Wheels up. Yeah. 
Something for all your home needs and all at great prices. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, or even a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. They got you covered with so many different brands, so many different styles. Uh, locally owned business. If you want to go and shop today at the warehouse showroom in Gainesville and take your stuff home today, take your truck, back it in. Donna uh, will load it up for you. She'll tie it up today. She'll knot it down. If you would prefer to have your furniture delivered, they got a fleet of delivery trucks at Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. I think that's one of the best things is that you can go look at furniture this weekend and bring your furniture home. You can literally start rearranging your house this weekend and putting your new furniture in. There's very few places that you're going to be able to do that around the city. Um, if you are going to go to a big box retailer, you're going to be fighting a lot of traffic. You're going to be fighting a lot of people. They're not going to have the inventory you want, and you're going to have to wait. And so if you need furniture for the holidays, if you need just furniture to redo your home, if you're looking for extra mattresses, we just had Will move out, and he was shopping in our basement, and there were a couple things that we needed we need to replace. So if you need console tables, you don't have to go to gallery and buy the room. You don't have to go to gallery and buy a set of furniture. You can buy exactly what you need and take it home with you today. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. The legacy continues. Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman merch is available. Check out the uh, Gallery Furniture Instagram account at Gallery Furniture GA and pay them a visit. They'll work with you and you're going to find exactly what you're looking for because they have a little bit of everything. Huge showroom warehouse in Gainesville. Gallery Furniture. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. For nearly 100 years, time has named the person of the year. In 2020, the Time Person of the Year is President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Shouldn't come as a surprise. Here's why. Every elected president since FDR has at some point during his term been a Time Magazine Person of the Year. A dozen of those in a presidential election year. And it, was, it happens for Donald Trump. He was Time's Person of the Year in 2016 when he won the election. Yeah. It is the first time, though, that they have uh, included a vice president-elect. Had two. And Kamala Harris. Is there ever a time, I think there was, when, did they do two different covers or two different people? Or maybe it's just always been there's one. A, there's a list of, of different people that get different awards. I know that, uh, like, Dr. Fauci got named Guardian of the Year. Uh, BTS, the, how would you describe BTS? Uh, Korean pop group. Uh, entertainers of the year, artists of the year is what they got. And uh, LeBron James from the Lakers named athlete of the year. So there's, there's a huge, there's a long list, but there's one until now, at least there's been one time magazine person of the year. This year would be persons of the year with Kamala Harris. Was there anyone that you thought was going to be like the, the person of the year, but they didn't. Time, time did something interesting this year and they announced it in prime time on NBC, which here in Atlanta, we, we were unable to see because we're direct TV. Still, we can't see. Subscribers, and we do not get any NBC content or programming right now. Um, Time Magazine this year announced, here are the four finalists. Maybe they've done this in the past. I just can't recall that they did. But they said the finalists are Donald Trump, Joe Biden, um, uh, someone, uh, civil unrest, or you know, basically the protesters, mm -hmm. and also uh, Dr. Fauci and... Frontline health workers. That's who. That's what I was thinking. I, I, about. I would have gone. I, I would have preferred not that I get or had a vote, but I would have preferred that time go with maybe not maybe Dr. Fauci and and, and frontline health workers, but at least 
frontline health workers. See, and that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be. They a, got an honorable mention in a year of a damn pandemic. I thought it was going to be a cover with like just different workers that you didn't know their names, but nurses and doctors. And and I also thought that it could be like um, like the pandemic almost like just, the, you know, not and not necessarily for good or bad. I don't know if it's always a good reason that the person gets chosen, but just the fact that it's just been such an, an upheaval of a year. One for the history books. Yeah, for sure. I found this on TikTok. I want to share this with you real quick. Listen to this. If a stranger came up to you and said, I'm your mom's friend and she sent me to pick you up, what would you say? You're a liar because my mom doesn't have any friends. What? <laughs> Where did you find that? TikTok. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I call you a liar because my mama doesn't have any friends. Oh my gosh. All right. Pod peeps through this episode. Uh, Nicole Devin lives in Franklin, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. And she left a message on the voicemail text line for the podcast, 770-464-6024. You've got to share the Pine Straw story that Donna wouldn't let you share. And I, it wasn't that you wouldn't let me share it. We were just out of time. And yes, okay, so share. Well, I was looking at, you know, we, we'd laugh at a Pine Straw and the lack of in our yard. And the constant need for it. Right, and the HOA. Mm-hmm. I looked out the front door that day that we recorded that particular episode. And I think I was about to let the dogs out. And Donna, there's this Karen in a minivan. And she's in our cul-de-sac and she circles around and she starts to film video of our pine strawless yard. Really? Yeah. Do you think she's with the HOA? That or she's going to file a complaint or something. Mm. So. All right. Well, we'll short go. story, but. <laughs> we'll go to Pike. Well, the other day when I came in, I saw that they had all this pine straw up at the front. Well, they being the HOA. The, the HOA that they were going to put up in like the front areas. And I said to you, hmm. You you wanted me to go down after no, dark. No, I did not. You did. You wanted no, me to I go down not. after dark and take the pine straw, no, load it up in I a truck, not. and bring it up to our house. I didn't say that. It was alluded to. I said, have you thought about that? Yeah. I said, no, <laughs> I haven't. Because they probably had some extra bales that they didn't need. Here's the problem with pine straw. We spend thousands of dollars on pine straw, and it looks good for one day. And then the dogs run through it, and then it rains, and then it pours, and then it goes everywhere. So you have to time your pine straw at the right time. You have to time it when the leaves aren't falling. You have to time it when it's not going to be a big rain thing. Because you buy all this pine straw, and then it rolls down the hill in the rain. So, yeah, got to get on that. You know what I did to Karen? What'd you do? I let the dogs out. Let them bark at her? Mm-hmm. I thought, I said, go get them. Go get them, boys. How do you know she, her name's Karen? She She's a Karen. I don't know that her name's Karen. I don't, I don't know who it was. But it was some woman in a minivan who did a circle. I saw her pull into the cul-de-sac, and then she went really slow. And then as soon as she began to pass the Henry's mailbox, I could tell that she held her phone out the window and was filming. Well, why don't you go ask her? What are you doing here? Citizens arrest. Why are you here? What are you filming? Eric Starrett is a pot peep from the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. It was Jake Paul that had the boxing match with Nate Robinson. Logan Paul is the other brother that is boxing Floyd Mayweather. Thank God we have a research department. Got and our, Eric. Our Paul brothers. I didn't. I, I guess I knew they were brothers, but I didn't know that that was the one that boxed and the other one. They should box each other. Now that would be good. The brothers. Yes. And have Snoop do the Commentator. commentary. Yes. Maybe that'll be next. All right. Uh, hello to, this is Anita, who reached out at 770-464-6024 and writes, tell Donna ear candling does work and is real. That is excessive wax. Sometimes yeast buildup 
and one can hear so much better. We do ours regularly. I love that, Anita. I wonder if Anita come over and candle us. You know, we need because here's the thing. I'll, that sounds dirty. I know. <laughs> I will do it, but I'm always. Have a, you noticed how I've tried to behave this episode? I know why. Um, Dude, so far, have we gotten an e episode, uh, an e stamp? I don't believe no, that we, we have. Haven't. All right. Well, it's not too late. I've worked hard at it. It's not too late. Well, you shouldn't. Don't don't hold back. Here's my thing about the ear candling. I will do this and I would do it for you. And I think I've done it before because all you do is just basically get a Thanksgiving candle. Well, it's supposed to be an ear candle because you've got to open it up at the end. But if you don't have one, I think maybe like a Thanksgiving candle or something, a taper, a taper candle would work. And so you cut a hole in a paper plate and you put the candle through it. Okay. And then you put the candle in your ear, the other side of it the bottom, and then you light the top. But I'm just afraid I'll say... It's you, supposed to draw out or suck out all of the, all the, the mess in your ear. And then you can split the candle open and, and see, see it. So you which, probably can't use a Thanksgiving taper, but you need to go get like a special earwax candle. And they're available at Target. I know, and we've looked. Last time we looked, they were sold out. But I'm just afraid I'm going to set you on fire. You'd like that. Okay, I would not like to set you on fire. Let's communicate between episodes of the My Second Act podcast, the voicemail text line. Again, come straight to my phone, 770-464-6024. Please include your name and city so we can give you a proper pot peep salute. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen, who is also editor of our weekly e-letter. It's called The Letter, Left on Red. Red is the color, R-E-D, no spaces to the number 22828 to sign up. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network.